Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah! You know, I don't love it, Slee. I... Really, really appreciate it now more than ever. The third year, or I should say the third hour. Third year. This is, uh, we're, look, we'll get to the third year soon enough. We should probably worry about our third week yeah. <laughs> coming yeah, in yeah, three yeah. hours a day, but this feels great. I love the fact that we get to go a third hour. I love the fact that we get to do Dodgers and Lakers and Rams and everything else coming up right now. It's just so good. Second cup of coffee. Let's get going here, Trev. Second. Second cup of coffee. How many have you had already? More than two. Okay, one, this one's starting two, to hit two and a half, a three, bit. three. We're probably getting there, but I, I don't need it. I'm yeah. already peaking. I'm naturally peaking, Slee. Yeah, sure. I'm naturally yeah, peaking because we're getting things like this. We're getting things like from OC Dodger fans. Trav right now mentioning on TV on ESPN LA with Slee. Didn't that channel also show Dodger home games back in the day? I don't remember that. They may have. I'm not saying yes or no, but I vividly remember. See, this is, I feel like my grandfather. You know when they brought color on the Bonanza, it was a game changer. <laughs> It's like, yeah, Grandpa, whatever. We're going to have some of those. TV's been in color forever as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Who cares when Bonanza went color? I don't care. This was me with on TV with the Laker games. Just absolutely right. Wait, wait, wait. I can watch home Laker games from my house? I got another dude on Twitter Twitter telling me that the fact that I didn't watch SportsCenter after Lakers lost, he's like, no, I would watch it. I I can't go through the agony of that. The last thing I need is – some dude coming on and telling me how bad the Lakers are, why they lost, all that stuff. Especially when they, hard when the Lakers lose, right? Like that's what the I'm saying. The championship does. Oh, no, the championships. Those were. No, no, you can't watch the post championship. No. If, if you're in the finals and lose, yeah. that's a, you know, three, two, no, one. Let me, let me turn off something. the TV. I'm, I'm out at that the point. The year that they lost to Boston, when Paul Pierce um, spilt the Gatorade on Doc Rivers, just with like seven minutes left in the game, uh-huh. they decided to start was that their the celebration. the same game where he left in a wheelchair? Same series? Yeah, same series. Okay. Probably a couple games And then before. came back five minutes later yeah, and had like 30 like nothing points. Nothing happened, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's not even a, I'm not going to watch SportsCenter. That's like, I'm off TV for a week. Like A I, month, I, a I month need, for me. I needed to walk away. I needed to go on one of those walks where, you know what, wherever I end up is where I end up. So doing SportsCenter after that, no thank you. So yeah. for those who don't know, 42 years ago today, SportsCenter started. 42 years ago today. Now, we got to watch the Dodgers this weekend, and – not great from a this weekend perspective, right? Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Losing two out of three in a vacuum. Ah, lost 10 of the 19 games this year. Home field advantage, if in fact it goes to a game 163. We'll go to we'll the Giants. in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Not great. But, Al, I choose not to look at it like that. I choose to look at it as another week is off the calendar, right? Let's go old school and make the big red X's through yeah, each day, yeah. right? When you get to Monday, or in this case Tuesday because mm-hmm. of Labor Day, are we closer? Yeah, they are closer. They are within one game. They're playing the Cardinals again today. The Rockies and the Giants have their series in Colorado. The Dodgers are within one game of the San Francisco Giants with 24 games to go, and I feel great about it. Absolutely great about it. If you'd have asked me the same question on Thursday, so the Giants still had one more game left against the Brewers. They had Mm -hmm. lost the first three. Dodgers had already swept the Atlanta Braves. i got to be honest. I'd be surprised if 
you'd have told me the Giants still have a game lead on the Dodgers. And really what I'm referring to there, Trav, is there was such momentum for the Dodgers, incredible momentum for the Dodgers. And the Giants looked like there was a point over the last week or so Hey, this team might be in a when I say downward spiral, what do what do I mean? What I mean is they just don't win the NL West. That's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. They're obviously mm-hmm. still going to get to the wild card, put themselves in a great position, but it felt like this might be a kind of a ticking thing. It's only a matter of time before the Dodgers surpass them and then kind of start taking control of the division. I just didn't think the Dodgers would lose two or three of the Giants. I didn't think Bueller would get shelled on Sunday the way he did, but when the dust settles, you did mention they're still just one game back. Yeah, no, they're <laughs> They're in a really good spot. Would it be better to be in front? Of course. Would it be better to be three games up having slept? Of course. It's week to week for me. This is what I said to you a month ago. How are they at the end of each week? And that's why I started to get a little worried. Now, the because war- it kept being three because games, it was three. three and they, they, back, weren't, yeah. they weren't picking off any ground. Now, they mm-hmm. had a good week this week. They picked up two games along the way. The worry, though, is different now. The worry before was are you going to catch them? The worry may now be. Are you going to catch him, or when are you going to catch him, or how do you catch him, mm-hmm. right? Because we've spent so much time focused on wild card or division, wild card or division, and that's still the choice. They're going to be one or the other. But the route to one or the other, there's another element to it now. Before it was, okay, you don't catch him, you're into the wild card game, you beat the Padres or the Reds. It's or the Bueller Phillies, or Scherzer, whatever. you figure it out, and, and you get in. Now there's a real possibility that the Dodgers and Giants are going to finish this, the regular season with the same record. We're going to have to play 163rd regular season game. Play an extra game and then burn a guy. Yep. If, and, and, and by the way, everything coming out of my mouth right now is this is true for the Giants as well. One game playoff, burn your guy, whoever your guy is. Turn around and play a wild card game two days later, burn your next guy, and then turn around two days after that to open up a division series. You're opening your series with your third best guy potentially at this point, and this is why I think that the Dodgers are still in a better spot than the Giants because best guy to best guy, Bueller to their best guy, Kevin Gosman, okay, Bueller, Scherzer to their next best guy, DeScalfini, Scherzer, Clayton Kershaw, Julio Urias to the next best guy. Give me one of those guys. They could go three against one, and they're still in a great spot. That that's look. This is the the main reason why both teams look at this so critically. Because if you're the Giants, you feel can we let the Dodgers go have to be in a one game playoff? And who knows what can happen in a one game playoff? Can we let them at least worst case scenario, use one of their aces before they come play us just as an example, right? If you're the Dodgers, I mean, if it's set up this way, Trav, and I know anything could happen in baseball, but if they win the division and they don't have to play that 163rd game against the Giants, and now all of a sudden they're in the, they're in that spot where they're Scherzer and Bueller, Scherzer, Kershaw, Reyes, however you want to kind of use it. I, I I just don't know how they get beat. I know it can happen. I know it's happened before, but that's that's kind of the position that the Giants are in. They almost feel like if we got a legitimate chance at a World Series here, can we put Dodgers on the hot spot? Can Dodgers be in that one-game situation? And obviously getting two or three puts him at least in a position. If that 163rd comes, it's in San Francisco. Today's stat hero, hero of the day, none other than Max Scherzer, who had his 13th strikeout last night. His 1-2. A changeup disappears, and he's got 13 today. So stupid that he's playing B or C. Or whatever you want to call it. I don't think it's I don't I don't so think people stupid. think he's playing I think there's some people here in LA that wouldn't look at him as a plan B or C. 
I might be falling along the same line as that. You're you one bad one little bump in no. the road for Walker Bueller, and we're we're done with him. No, if the conversation is, and we'll throw out this question to to listeners that are out there, if you get a one game playoff, if you're in a one game playoff, or let's you want to play the one sixty third game you're talking about mm-hmm. against San Francisco, mm-hmm. and and it lines up to where you can pick between Walker Bueller or Max Scherzer in that game, mm-hmm. a one game, who are you taking, Bueller or Scherzer? Bueller. What? Bueller. Why'd you stop? Because it's, you started sure. No, it was eight seven 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 ten ESPN. By the way, if you want to, uh, if you want to comment, because on that. the 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 choice is between two aces, mm-hmm. both aces. There is no a bad choice. But for me, when you look at their postseason accomplishments, ones are very good, and the others are exemplary. And Walker Buellers are the ones that are exemplary. They're not just better than Max Scherzer's. They're noticeably better. He's a a better postseason pitcher, which game 163, while technically a regular season game, for all intents and purposes, that's a playoff game. Give me the guy that pitches better in playoff games. I don't think – look, if you're telling me that the schedule breaks a certain way and it's Scherzer, great. I love it. Let, 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 let's go. Let's party. But if you're telling me I can pick, give me Walker Bueller. There will – this is why I think this weekend or these last couple of days were interesting because Bueller – Got hit. He did. It happens. Mm-hmm. He's still <laughs> the best pitcher in baseball or on a very, very short list of, of best pitchers in baseball. He got hit on Sunday against the Giants in a game where the Dodgers could have uh, had a one-game lead walking away. And then what happened the next day? Scherzer, you just played the highlight, 13 strikeouts mm-hmm. against St. Louis. And, and pretty much kind of the, you know, we've said this about Bueller too. I mean, Scherzer's in a rhythm right now where it just – He's walking off the mound before strike three is no, even it's called. No, he, he's, he's feeling himself. He, he knows. That I take sure. Complete... I, I, but let's put it That's that way. Fine. I take sure. And, and look, there's a reason I'm not jumping up and down and saying, what are you, out of your mind? Yeah. It, it's, it's fine. If you, you're not wrong. I'm just telling you, everybody all of a sudden, we did this when you were on your trip. And we, I, I think it was Kirk. It may have been DeMarco. But we, and it was Bueller, 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 Bueller. I just think that people have a certain taste in their mouth because he got hit on Sunday. Big deal. You took Mitch he, White. He got hit. <laughs> Mitch White, probably not my first choice. I'll tell you what's a big deal is how Clayton Kershaw pitches uh, against OK, or in OKC tonight. That's today, he's, right? He, that's yeah. today. Mm-hmm. He's he's pitching for AAA OKC today. I don't care what the result is. I care what his health is. That That's the part because that's another game changer. Uh-huh. Now all of a sudden – Orius is your three or your four. Kershaw's your three or your four. And now that bullpen game that the Dodgers have had to navigate around, that they're going to have to navigate around today, they have a bullpen game today in St. Louis, it's a thing of the past. It's it's just, you just okay, because in the playoffs, you don't need your fifth guy. He's not going to pitch. There's off days built in there. You only need your three or four. Did it did it not feel like, and I know we got to get some calls here, 877 Did it not Did it not feel like, Trav, over the weekend, did it, feel like playoff baseball even the even the series against the Braves here at Dodger Stadium did, isn't it kind of starting to feel like it or the no The Dodgers Braves series yes the Dodgers Giants series less so because there's they're too close and there's too much time no one was going to decide it this weekend unless they swept not and decide that just wasn't it not, not decide it just just the atmosphere I think the, just the, the setup the atmosphere was the great matchup. but the advantage was the, the advantage to be gained was minor and, I, and, and that's why I still feel pretty good about it. Let's try a phone call here. Uh, Santa Monica and Mario. Mario, you are on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. 
In uh, game 163, I say start Scherzer, and here's why. Uh, the Dodgers made the big trade at the deadline to get him in order to help him in the playoffs. Dodgers lose game 163, they don't even make it to the playoffs. So start on 163, you get your money's worth, he gets you into the playoffs, he comes back for game three or four, and then you know he can uh, get you out of a 2-0 hole or uh, give you guys uh, you know, the advantage later on. But you know, if they got him before the playoffs and he lose 163 of Bueller pitches, then it doesn't make any sense to make the trade for him in the first place. Because you're going to have games beyond that, whether he pitches in it or not. Game one sixty three, you want to win it, you do everything you can to win it. But you still have a, you still have one it's, more game. It's if not you lose over. It. You're still mm-hmm. fine. So you do Bueller or, or and then Scherzer or Scherzer then Bueller. I don't think there's a huge difference, but for me, it's Bueller, but it's narrow. I see. I think Mario kind of put a, a button on it for me, Slee. There's this sense that all of a sudden Bueller's a risk. <laughs> what are we talking about? He's going to win the Cy Young Award, and if he doesn't, he'll finish second. Mm-hmm. He there. There's no. I get it. Max Scherzer just had a great day yesterday, and and it was you're you're talking about three days of just you had Bueller have a bad outing, yes, and Scherzer is now the Dodgers are seven and zero when he starts. Who, by the way, his ERA now two point two eight, Bueller two point three one after those two starts. I get what you're saying. I know you can't go wrong. Let me uh, pay this off real quick. Stat Hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app partner of the Travis and Sliwa show. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage go to stathero.com slash 710 espn for 300 percent back on your first play i'm in a little bit of a losing streak i'm picking it back up tonight okay get, don't give me that look pick dodgers. don't give me that look pick dodgers it's not complicated burbank and lane lane you're on with travis and slee what's up lane hey guys great to have local sports talk on in the mornings um Thank you, lane. i've got a take on the dodgers that i never hear anybody talk about and that is that they are actually the Dodgers bludgeon people with their talent, but as a baseball team execution wise, guys, they're not great. In fact, they are the worst defensive team in major league baseball. They've given up more on runs than any other team. They lost Friday night because they couldn't make a throw from second base in extra innings um, and situational hitting. They're terrible at moving runners, scoring guys from third. I mean, it, it's, it's not good when you have playoff-type baseball and it comes down to the little things. If you're fair about it, and I'm a huge Dodger fan, but when you look at them, they're not good at the little things, and they really need to get that under control. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I appreciate that, Lane. Thanks. That Lane is a, is a baseball fan and a good one. You can tell by that. Um, he's not wrong. They do have an execution issue. We Look, part of the reason that the Dodgers struggled the way that they did through the first part of the season in those extra inning games and one-run games is all the little things that Lane was just mentioning, those little things that move a guy along, sure. those outs that you pick up because you're playing high-level defense. Those are the things that were not getting done. Sunday, and, Sunday for Bueller. Yet guys at second and third, nobody out. 100%. Well, Cody Bellinger, thanks for that. that we'll get to him in a second. Mm-hmm. But he's right. I think that if, if this team has an Achilles heel – it's offensively, they're, it's kind of, yesterday's a perfect example. They score four runs in the first inning. You're like, here we go. This is a nine to two day. It's five to one. Mm-hmm. It was a game the rest of the way. Now, the Dodgers were comfortably ahead the whole time, but we've seen it before against the Braves. They scored five runs in the first three innings. They only score five runs. Mm-hmm. They're not great at those little things. Now, what he was saying, part of it is you got Trey Turner playing out of position at second base. He's learning a new position at the major league level, which is very hard. The error that he's referring to, Will Smith was playing first base. He'd never played there in his life in that moment. So you're, 
there's some stuff going. Throw could have been better. Will Smith, you know. Mm-hmm. That being said, the Dodger team last year was excellent at those little things. Excellent at them. They were relentless in the batter's box, not just because they scored a bunch of runs, but they would grind you up. They were so good at making a pitcher work. You turn around, it's the third inning, the starting pitcher for the other team's thrown 48 pits. Like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. How did they do that? Mm-hmm. They don't do that as much anymore. So all of those little things, yes. But he also said something, Slee, that I believe in my heart of hearts. It's not a guarantee, but give me the best players every time, and I really like my chances. And nobody has the better players yeah. than the Dodgers, and they do – I loved his line. They bludgeon you with their talent because it's just endless. Yeah, nobody's going to argue that from a talent perspective. That's why it doesn't matter what any of these other teams are doing. Everybody's just kind of waiting. Okay, are the Dodgers going to be healthy? Are all their guys going to be clicking? One of those guys, obviously, we spent some time talking about and continues to get a lot of attention is Cody Bellinger, and I know you have some thoughts on that. Yeah, for sure. Coming up at 1230, we're going to talk about one of our favorite actors, one of our favorite antiheroes, Omar from The Wire, Michael K. Williams. He passed over the weekend. We'll get into that a little bit, but... But coming up next, I'm going to tell you why the number seven is the most important number for the Dodgers. That's next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. I am, I think for the first time, Slee, letting you change my mind. I don't think that's ever happened before. You talked me into something this morning that I was not in on about Cody Bellinger. You explained to me why. Why is everybody preoccupied about this guy? He's one guy. They've got all these other guys. We talk about all this talent. Why are we just preoccupied with the one guy that's hitting 165? I think you're right. I get it. I mean, I understand. You know, obviously, the dude was an MVP. You mentioned this. If you were watching that game on ESPN on Sunday, they're showing his numbers from his MVP season and his numbers uh, since then. I get that part. You know, the reality is maybe we're just not spending enough time. How many times have we said, you see what Chris Taylor did today? Mm -hmm. You see what Will Smith, how clutch he was Mm -hmm. here? Do you see A.J. Pollock do this? Yes. (laughs) There's almost no holes in the Dodgers lineup. And what happens because all these other guys are having tremendous amount of success, it makes Bellinger look more and more isolated. It makes Cody Bellinger look more and more, plus you know what he's done in the past, but I, I, I kind of go back to this. As awful as he's been, you know, there's been games where guys haven't scored and there's runners in scoring position where they haven't capitalized. When on. they lose, it's not because Cody Bellinger's batting a buck sixty-five. They lose because they didn't score enough runs and Cody didn't help. Mm-hmm. It's 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 both of those that's things consistent. at the same time. Yeah. Look, this is why I said the number seven is the most important number for the Dodgers right now. They're playing seven against eight. National League teams have eight offensive players in the pitcher. Right now, the Dodgers have seven. Cody Bellinger in the pitcher because you look at Cody Bellinger's numbers they're pitcher numbers Bellinger's they're, evening out the lineup they're just making it more even the, you got the other seven guys yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to spend more time on that because I I it's one of those things that's really scary and obviously the Dodgers haven't hit this point yet but you got to think it's in the back of their mind at some yeah. point where it's just like look this is what it is 
I think that Dave Robertson, Andrew Friedman, those guys are probably like, he's going to find it. This is a terrible slump. It's lasted more than a year. You think they're still but saying that right now? Slee, so they have to, or why else would he be in the line? Because they don't have a choice at the moment. They at don't, the moment, they don't. I, I hear what you're saying. And it and was a week ago Dave Roberts was saying, hey, against lefties, I'm not going to have him in. I get it, but the, when we say they don't have a choice, it's more of a turn of phrase than anything else. Billy McKinney isn't hitting 165. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they could put Albert Pujols in the lineup and all of a sudden you put Muncie at second. That puts Turner in the outfield or Taylor in the outfield. You, you could cover it. Once Pollock is back, then there's no you conversation. Can put him in, there's yep. no conversation. But yeah, I mean, you have options. So I think they still believe that it's going to turn at some. I don't. I've just kind of moved on to whatever you get from him is gravy. If he pops one, great. I'll take it and be happy for him. If he robs a home run, which mm-hmm. I think is probably the most likely scenario for him to contribute to the team, great. I'll take it. But waiting for him to break out, that's, that ship has sailed for me. It's over. Okay, but I'm going to go back to the beginning of this. Are we making too much of every time the Dodgers lose, there's you know article today, this morning, maybe it was yesterday, about on LA Times, just about Bellinger. I'm, I'm saying that – Yeah. We spend so much talking about we spend so much time talking about how the Dodgers are so stacked. I also feel like there's an incredible amount of attention on one player. He's been awful, awful. Th- if Chris Taylor were hitting a buck sixty-five, we wouldn't be talking about yeah. it. Yeah, he'd be in the lineup maybe because mm-hmm. for the same reasons that we just mentioned. But we're not. What the hell is going on with Cody Bellinger? Was the MVP two years ago? And that's that's why we're having the chat is right. because you got all these other people thriving and he's not. Yeah, it isn't Albert Pujols who's the MVP twelve years ago. Mm-hmm. It's two years ago. It's mm-hmm. it's extraordinary. Travis Lee is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle your auto, home, or motorcycle insurance. Visit progressive.com. Let's try another phone call here. Let's go to San Diego and Tony. Tony, you're on with Travis and Sliwa. What's up? Hey, good afternoon, guys. I am a, a, a Giants fan. And I think uh, one thing that we may be missing, while the, the Dodgers have name recognition, uh, the Giants don't. But in years 10 and 12, it was kind of the same scenario. Didn't win the division, no name recognition. It went out and played ball. And I think the same thing this year. don't have a lot of name recognition, but guys are just playing ball consistently, and that's helping them stay where they are right now. Your thoughts on that? Well, I think that the Dodgers have far more name recognition than the Giants. But, look, they've got three guys that are multiple-time World Series champions on that team. Buster Posey's won the World Series three times. Brandon Crawford's won the World Series three times. Brandon Belt's won the World Series twice. twice. Chris yep. Bryant is an MVP mm-hmm. not that long. they got some big names. Evan Longoria is a multiple-time But I, I get what he's saying. There's something to what he's saying. I think if I could peel that onion a little bit, I think what he's getting at is is that the Giants are good. You know what I mean? And and I don't don't mean to dumb it down like that, but what he's saying is the Giants are not going to vomit on their shoes. Do you think they're going to win? The Dodgers just have to win more games than they do. They're it's not going to get handed to them because, like you said, Al, right? You said it. The Giants were teetering, lose two or three to Atlanta. Dodgers didn't do them any favors. They lost two or three, two. So they're kind of okay. Go and open up in Milwaukee. Loss, loss, loss. Well, the Dodgers go win, win, win. That's the point that a team that's that's constructed of guys that are just over their skis crash. They weren't. They Hey, we had a bad week. Big deal. Beat the Dodgers two out of three. But they're good. That's more impressive than anything. That's more impressive is when, you know, Trav, whether you like it or not, a lot of the conversation about the Giants is, well, when is it going to happen? When are they going to start kind of leaning the other way? When are the Dodgers going to take over the division, not just because they're the Los Angeles Dodgers, but the Giants are also playing at a at a pace that just doesn't seem sustainable over 162 it's games. sustainable. Okay, let, let me take it this way then. 
Do you think the Giants fear the Dodgers? No. And I think that's the scariest part I don't of all. either. The scariest thing that the Dodgers are dealing with right now mm-hmm. is not that the Padres could have Blake Snell Okay, do you think Darvish. the Padres fear the Dodgers? Yes, a little bit. I do too. Fe- fear, maybe not, but do they have... Do they, they think in... Do they think... You know, 100% confidence, we can beat these guys. No. I don't think the Padres feel that. In the back of that. their mind, they're thinking, the Dodgers are better than us, we need to get a break. Do the Giants feel that way? Not at all. That's the difference. And I think that that's the only team in the National League that feels that way. We haven't seen the Brewers enough. We'll get them last year. By the way, that could be a huge series for the Dodgers. They finish up with the Milwaukee Brewers, mm. so we'll see. But no, it feels that the John, why? We beat them 10 times in 19 tries. We won the season series. Why would I be afraid of those guys? And they didn't do it by getting lucky. They did it by being better than the Dodgers those 10 games. And you might say that, hey, Bueller had one bad outing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You're right about that. But for the Giants, maybe that means more than one bad outing, right? That maybe for the Giants, it means, wait a minute. We're head-to-head. This is the rubber match of this three-game set. One of one of these two teams are walking out with the division lead, and they have Bueller on the mound. Maybe it's not that big of a deal to the Dodgers, but probably psychologically a big thing for the Giants. Again. Yeah. Let's go to Huntington Beach and Paul. Paul, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Paul? Hey, good to talk to you guys again. I appreciate it. You know, the thing is with, with Bueller, the Giants, had ne- he had never lost to the Giants. And they got him on Sunday. That 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 could be a psychological issue that Al's getting at right there. You know, the thing with Bellinger, by the way, he can be terrible at swinging a bat, but he better be an A one center fielder. And for the most part, he has, and that justifies a lot of him in the lineup because he, when he's good out there, he is really, really good. As it relates to Bueller and Scherzer, game one sixty three, coin flip and pick the next guy for the next game. I mean, at the end of the day, the, these the Dodgers are so loaded. And the caller the second ago who said. Hey, you know, they bludgeoned him to death with their talent. He's 100% right, and the Dodgers aren't very good because, uh, at the little things, because they've been so disjointed. Mookie Betts was not very good most of the year. Seager's been out almost the entire year. Ballinger's been terrible. Those are your three biggest bats in the middle of the lineup, and they've been in and out of the lineup, and we're down to three out of five starting pitchers, guys, including a swingman. I mean, it's been so disjointed and they still have the second-best record in baseball. That's how freaking talented they are. Should be a fun fall. Talk to you guys later. Solid call right there. Yeah, no, they have been disjointed. They have not been doing that. I take issue with the first thing he talked about with Cody Bellinger, that his center field Better play be justifies – No, he, he's a great center fielder. Mm-hmm. That, that's not the point. Mm-hmm. Nothing justifies 165. Mm-hmm. No, you know what justifies 165? Striking out 13 guys like Max Scherzer yesterday. If you're going to hit 165, you better have a fastball and a curveball because there is no way that you can say, hey, 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 guys, think about this. I know that baseball has changed a lot, right? It's changed a lot. But the Mendoza line, that was 200, right? Mario Mendoza, if you're below the Mendoza line, 200. It's like you can't play in the major leagues. If you can't hit 200, I get that it's changed a little bit, home runs and whatever. 165? 165. Yeah, but you you already said it. It's also the you have you have trained Dodger fans that you are this player and you have only gone the opposite way. Like just think about that for a second. It's everybody thinks you're going to deliver and you have now not delivered for so long. You have convinced everybody else if you do anything positive with the bat, it's it's a uh it's a parade. Like that's how that's how different Bellinger has been over the course of the last year and a half. Let's try one more here. Let's go to Santa Barbara and Aaron. Aaron, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? 
Hey, I'm watching Bellinger swing. It's almost as if he's swinging, hoping the ball, the pitch is going to come to where he's swinging. He, it doesn't even look no, no, like no, he's Aaron, watching the ball right in the there. barrel it's of the bat. It's not like that. It's exactly that. And and the, the point about being you know, center field A1, that's great. But how many balls are in the course of a game are going to come to center field that an average outfielder couldn't handle? He, we're, we're missing something with the bat. you got to replace him in the lineup. With who? That's the question. Thank you, Aaron. When AJ Pollock comes back, we're having a different conversation. There's because, no, there really is no conversation. What is you the want conversation? Billy McKinney? Yeah, I mean, do you want do you want Matt Beattie back? I mean, like, what what are we talking? No, about I think here? I think the Dodgers organization is just hoping Bellinger do something, just do anything with your bat. Give us some type of justification. Do something to be can, anything. You can't have all for fours. He's he's basically going one for eight, one for ten every couple of days. That's yeah, what he's it's, doing. It's even if you're batting two hundred, you're getting on, you're getting the hit every game. One sixty seven, one sixty five. I gave him two points. It's one sixty five. It's it's. I mean, at some point, you can't continue to think. And and look, let me put this out there. We can take this on the other side too. We'll get back to this in a minute. But do we really think it's coming around again? Does this feel permanent, or does this feel like the worst slump you've seen in years? Because I felt, I felt like it feels real permanent. If to me. it was coming back, it would have came back a month and a half ago. It would have came back a month ago, or last season, or the end of the season before mm-hmm. that. This is not just a week or a month or a year. It's going all the way back. The last month of his MVP season was really bad. This is not just something that showed up all of a sudden. Don't tinker with your swing, baseball players. If it works, keep swinging the bat. So does it come? Does it leave? We'll do that coming up in a few minutes. But Slee, our favorite TV antiheroes, yeah. coming up next. It's Travis and Sliwa, 710 ESPN. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. So some sad news over the weekend, Slee, with the death of Michael K. Williams. Uh, 54 years old. He, of course, played Omar Little yeah. on The Wire. And great on Boardwalk Empire as well. He's played Chalky a lot White. of great roles. Yeah, yeah what a great name. Mm-hmm. What a great name. Um, it's, you know, it kind of started with The Sopranos, I guess, the antihero, right? The 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 bad guy that you kind of like, that you end up rooting for. Tony Soprano, great example of mm-hmm. that. But 
Omar was definitely one of those guys because he's he's robbing people, but he's robbing drug dealers. He's walking it's like around the Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, you know? firing his gun at people, mm-hmm. but only the bad guys. He, he's he's out there in a world that is just absolutely hellacious, and he's got a compass, like he's got a moral code that he follows that doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but it makes sense to him. It makes sense to the good guys and the bad guys. That he was able to nail that role the way that he was was so good. He's got to be on that short list of some of our favorite antiheroes of all yeah, time. Yeah, I feel bad. You know, it's one of those. I mentioned this. This is part of the world of social media that when something like this happens, it's all over the place. So yesterday, I know for me, spending a lot of time and just, yeah, you're scrolling through Twitter, scrolling through Instagram, whatever the case is, you got a lot of people going out of their way to kind of yeah pay their respect. But it did kind of get both, both of us thinking, you know, you start thinking of some of these certain roles or characters in some of these top notch, whether it shows HBO series, Netflix, whatever the case is, that that is one of the best ones. By the way, you could stay with the wire for a second, Marlo. So, but Marlo's not terribly redeeming. Like Marlo just was he's not bo- redeeming. He was just bad. He was just a bad guy. Yeah. He's boarding people up in the row houses and throwing the the lime on him and just letting them rot. Okay. There's not a lot of upside to Omar. All right, how about this? This, by the way, Rolling Stone had a list of some of these uh, villains. You could say greatest. Who's your villains. favorite? Okay. So this, I'm going to go back to Breaking Bad. Yeah. Gus. Gus is great. Gus is great. Gus is a great character. His whole role, like his whole thing, the way he comes to work, he's suited up. He's a good manager of a fast food restaurant. He's, he's running like, a it's fast clean, food chain. Employees are respectful. It's a, he, he's a really good fast food chain manager. And then the way in the background everything gets done, right? Like a then customer a comes in. down in the basement. <laughs> yeah, the, I won't uh, think lab. of a box cutter the same way again. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Gus, to me, is that's the ultimate for... But just because I loved his character, too. I thought he had such a fantastic character. That's a great character. You can stick with that show. You talk mm-hmm. about Saul Goodman or, or, or Jimmy McGill, however you want to yeah. identify him. He's another one. That's, I mean, he kind of set up his brother to have a nervous breakdown and kill himself. Right? So it's that's not great. But he also took care of his brother for a really long time mm-hmm. and was one of the few people that realized his brother had some stuff going on. He's mm-hmm. a great... The, the one for me, though is another one of these prestige TV shows. You know, another one early, kind of similar to when uh, Tony Soprano was doing was Vic Mackey from The Shield. Okay, that, that was another one, super bad guy. Be like, yeah, I kind of want to see what this guy's going to do next. Great. But number one, Don Draper. Don Draper. Because Don Draper might be the worst husband in the history of television. Don Draper, not a particularly great dad, except for the moments where he's a really good dad. Mm-hmm. Don Draper, bad boss, except for to Peggy, who he kind of takes under his wing and teaches how to do the business. Mm -hmm. Terrible friend to everybody, except for when he's being a really good guy. Don Draper's at the top of the list for me. Plus, I kind of want to be Don Draper. But they put Rolling Stones had this list. You know who's on here from the Sopranos? Tony Soprano's mother. But again, she's just evil. There's just no evil. upside. No, just evil. She's she's a great villain, but she's not kind of a. You know, was anybody rooting for Olivia Soprano? No. I mean, you just you were hoping Tony was going to put a pillow over her face. But, but let me. But <laughs> That's all you wanted to see happen. But let me tell you something. When you when you're thinking like you're right that she's not going to she's only going to have that. But I um, you forget about it. Like thinking about the Sopranos. I don't know. I, I never really think of her character. I'm like, yeah, that was a freaking villain. Hey guys, what about your boy Johnny Lawrence? No. What? He's not an anti-hero. Blocked. No, he's a hero. No, and he's he, not. He, he was a beat, bad guy. He beat up Daniel LaRusso, which is the greatest service anyone can do. Well, to you uh, it is. Did you just say blocked? Yeah. 
Like, what do you, you just blocked him from yes, what? What'd you block him from? I blocked from? his commentary. <laughs> I blocked like, him from He does that. that every day. It's fine. <laughs> no, Johnny Bunch's mic won't work Johnny, for 10 minutes. He's, he's blocked. Johnny Lawrence should be the mayor, the senator, the president, the governor. Like, he should be in charge of everything because he's stuck in the 80s, which I admire. He wants to beat up Daniel, which I really admire. And he's trying to find his way. He's trying to do right by people now. I got a tweet. I forget when this was. Maybe it was last week. They said for Halloween, Travis and Sliwa should be Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Johnny Lawrence. I love this idea. I want to wear a Cobra Kai gi. Like, I want to walk around with that thing. I want to be that guy. But maybe I'll be uh, uh, Sensei Crease. <laughs> maybe I'll do that. That sounds better to me. Be sleeveless you, and everything. Are, are, you, are you ready to go around as Daniel LaRusso? Hey, uh, sorry, John. I'll go run a car dealership down the street if I have to. Whatever it takes. He's the worst. He's the worst. So is Bellinger done? He's done, right? Like, and I'm not talking out of the line. But no, because he's never we did be factor cap earlier, again. and you and I both thought that he'll have a moment no, in no, the playoffs. I'm not saying he won't have a moment here or there. I'm not. Look, he could hit a home run to win them the World Series. That what are you happen. asking, if he's ever going to be in a conversation for MVP again? I mean, is, no. N- never mind. Is he ever going to be a good major league player again? Never mind MVP. Can he be – okay, let's, just, let's make it local. Mm-hmm. Can he be as good as Chris Taylor? Can he be as good as – A.J. Pollock? A.J. Pollock. Because he's miles away from yeah. those guys right now. That's the, the the question that the Dodgers need to be asking themselves isn't, can can he run into one and win a game? Of course he can, right? Theoretically, anybody can. You think he's still a Dodger next year? Yeah, because they don't have to pay him yet. Right? He's still got a couple of years of arbitration available. Yeah, but if you don't have to pay him yet, but he's taking up, like you said, and you, you the, basically are saying there's seven on eight. The, the tools are there, but mm-hmm. th- this is the question. And I, I, I've kind of let go of the rope. This is... This is one of these things where being a parent, I think, kind of helps a little bit. No matter how bummed you might be at one of your kids and what they do, you never give up. Right? You never, you can't. You, you can't mm-hmm. just say, I'm, I'm, write that kid off. No matter what it is, you got to keep, let's try it again. Let's Plus, try you'd it again. be let's selling at the absolute worst time where there's. With a baseball player, at some point, you go, look, this guy is hurting me. He's not helping mm-hmm. me. And at some point, I can't get value for him. But I, can I continue to run a 165 hitter out in the lineup every single day? They they have to do it right now because you know, they weird. Have choices. But they, at some point, this isn't one of your kids is what I'm getting at. You can say, I'm really sorry, but you're done here. But you know what's so weird is this is what the Dodgers do. They make players better once they come to the organization. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Think about some of the other guys, whether it's Max Muncy or whether it's, um, and I know we've mentioned uh, we've mentioned Chris Taylor a couple different times. They get better when they're with the Dodgers. That is that's not happened with Bellinger over time, unfortunately. I mean, I'm, listen. At the end of the day, you want to see this guy turn it around, but I just don't think you have the confidence that's going to happen. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance with insurance for cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and commercial vehicles at one eight hundred Progressive and Progressive dot com. At some point, you have to say we're going to look in another spot. Mm-hmm. Not you you're talking about this season. No, I'm no, I'm not. I'm talking. There's there are no options right now. There are no options right now as far as what do we have that will make this team better today against the Cardinals. He's your best bet. It's not a good bet, but he's your best yeah, bet. And it's tough to think about uh, you know, next March or April. It's tough to think about that. You know why, Trav? It's just in the thick of it. You know, all we're thinking about is day to day. What what is Bellinger doing right now for the Dodgers as you're a game back from the San Francisco Giants? Nothing. 
That, nothing. N- nothing. Yeah, you're right. He, he's not bringing the ball back. He's not. He's not getting on base. He can't even use his leg. He can run, mm-hmm. but it's really hard to do stuff on the bases when you're never on base. It's just absolutely extraordinary. The dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Okay, Al. So we have entered a time where people are looking for reasons to get angry and worked up and and just apoplectic about things that don't matter. This this is the latest. This is Notre Dame head coach Brian Kelly after they narrowly escaped over the weekend against Florida State talking about his team. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's he talking about? So Don't okay. do this. Don't, Out of all the things that you say people are just upset for yeah. – What's he talking about? I'm watching okay. that live, and I'm just did, sitting there. I'm like, did anybody else catch that? Getting old sucks. For a variety of reasons, it sucks. But what it does allow you is to have a little perspective on things. Okay, what give Brian, us the perspective. Brian Kelly was given a, a callback to something that former USC coach John McKay said a million years ago. Okay. John McKay, head coach at USC, won a bunch of national championships, then became the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they were an expansion team. Mm-hmm. He was their guy. And after one of their games, a reporter asked him, what did you think of your team's execution? And his response was, I'm in favor of it. Okay, that's the joke that in 1970, everybody goes, ha, Coach McKay. You know, what a so wait, let, let, me, let me get this right here. You want everybody to go back to 1970 no. and understand no. what Brian Kelly is trying to say? No. What I'm saying is is that he obviously didn't mean that he was going to take all of the Notre Dame players, understand. line them up against a wall, of course. give them a cigarette and a blindfold, and say on the count of three, right. let it go. Of course. Relax, people. He was. It was a bad joke. He you didn't know. execute it well. He went to a time that the vast majority of people aren't listening to, but lighten up. Brian Kelly, there's a lot of good okay, reasons just, to dislike just Brian real Kelly. Quick, in That's today's, not one of them. In today's world, do you think that that reasoning that you're looking for and going back to a joke from 40 years ago, <laughs> you think that's going to happen? Of course it's not going to happen. Of course it's not going to happen. And by the way, until you told me this morning about, hey, there's a joke, here's the joke, it came from this. I'm not, I don't know what the hell you're no, talking I get it, about. but... but Let's have a little common sense at some point. He wasn't advocating for the execution well, of Notre nobody, Dame football players. Nobody is thinking that that's then why what are he's, they mad? Because it's a stupid thing to say. Okay, it's a stupid thing to so, say. Uh, that's dumb. Keep it moving. What? What? What does he mean? Come on, man. Today's day and age, you can say a lot less, and you're all over Twitter. I'm far more interested in why USC had a 13 to seven lead in the fourth quarter against San Jose State than what Brian Kelly said about executing his team. That's the part that people should be freaking out at. I know you look at the final score. Hey, they won 30 to what was it? 30 to seven or whatever. No, it was 13 to seven in the fourth quarter. That's the part that people need to be. I think what you got to be paying attention to is how good San Jose State is. (laughs) And well, that, according that to Clay lethal Hilton. program. Yeah. No, look, they win. 
whatever. San Jose State is still San Jose State, but they escaped. They won. They got another one coming up, so we'll see how USC. But I was totally unimpressed with what they did. All right, Mike Tyson, the fight that he had against Bruce Seldon where Tupac got killed after the fight, that was today. Okay, you were there, right? I was. You, you've said, uh, for those who haven't heard it before, I think you said there's certain sporting events that you've been to, nothing like a Mike Tyson fight, but explain that night because when, when we look back, and I know for me, I just look back, footage, videos, all this stuff, uh, it's different than somebody that was actually there. So Mike Tyson fights have a dynamic that is completely unique to them. Boxing, I've never been to a USC, uh, UFC event, so maybe this is sure. there. Could be a Conor McGregor. Yep. Is. Mm-hmm. But first of all, you're in the arena – some, somebody's going to get hurt. That's the, that's the point of the event, right? Mm-hmm. When you go to a basketball game, you're not thinking somebody's going to get hurt tonight. Somebody's going to lose. Somebody's going to win. But not somebody's going to win a fight. When you're going to go watch a fight, somebody's going to get hurt. With Mike Tyson, turn that up even higher. Mike Tyson going up against a, a tomato can like Bruce Seldon, turn it up even higher. Mm-hmm. So there's this element of something bad is going to happen mm-hmm. here. And I'm not, if I'm being totally honest, it's not entirely unappealing. It's uncomfortable, but it's like, yeah, this is. It's kind of a little. This I can't wait to see this kind of feel feeling. Fight sucked, like most of those fights that Mike Tyson had post, you know, the second part of his career did. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, I'm sitting at a Denny's in Las Vegas, you eight o'clock that? in the morning, and there go the police cars. Right, like what happened? Sure enough, Tupac killed on the street that night. Just mm. extraordinary. Just an extraordinary moment. Yeah, I, I try to think. You know, and this was 25 years ago. Um, I always try to think it's like one of those most shocking kind of moments. You think back and that's one Mm -hmm. of them. Yeah. All right. Next one. This day, 2008 Patriots quarterback, Tom Brady torn ACL against the chiefs in week one. He missed the rest of the season. And that was really the one and only time in the last 20 years where you could kind of say, yeah, Tom Brady, eh, whatever. Not really thinking about him for 20 plus years. He's been in the middle of this minus one season. I look at the new Tom Brady. Don't you like the Tom Brady? in tampa like isn't there a different version question because when he was in new england listen i'm not rooting for bill belichick i'm not rooting for the patriots i'm not rooting for tom brady how come that kind of changed once he went to tampa and all of a sudden it felt like this dude is going backwards in age like he's uh like he's a frat guy now well look if we're being honest him getting super drunk on that boat was appealing throwing the lombardi trophy (laughs) yeah to Gronk. He's become a high-level social media troll, which yeah. is kind of fun to watch. It, it's it's a Belichick thing. It's not even a Tom – It's you don't like Tom Brady more than now that he's in Tampa. It's just, just Tom Brady just, can be himself more that he's in Tampa? Th- that's how much of an ogre Bill Belichick is, that Bill Belichick ruins everything with his personality. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. It's not a Brady thing. It's a Belichick thing. Yeah, I look at the suffered a torn ACL week one, missed the rest of the season – I mean, it's you kind of pay attention. You always watch, okay, well, Tom Brady, you kind of hear the conversation every single year. Oh, it's this quarterback that's going to do well. Oh, it's this team that's going to go this far, whatever the case is. Tom Brady just continues to do it. Who's not at their best first, LeBron or Tom Brady? Who who has the drop first? Tom Brady's got to be done. I mean, after how many more years? I know, but how many more years? (laughs) Yeah, that's actually a good question. Five five years ago would be the answer. Who's got three more better years, him or LeBron? Three more better years, him or LeBron. LeBron. LeBron's got two more, two more years left on his LeBron. contract. The problem is it's harder for LeBron because he has to do it all by himself. How do people find the pot? ESPN app or on iTunes. Now you can catch the full three hours 
from 10 a.m. to uh, to 11 a.m. We appreciate you guys, or I'm sorry, to 1 p.m. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Hopefully the Dodgers are back on top tomorrow. It is the Dodgers and the Cardinals today. Go against the Giants, the Rockies. we got all that going on. It's Travis and Slee, 9.55, Al. Be here on time tomorrow. 9.55, Travis and Slee. We'll see you then.